Welcome to Out of the Question, a podcast that looks behind some common questions and uncovers the question behind the question while providing real solutions for biblical world and life view. Your host is Andrea Schwartz, a teacher and mentor and founder of the Chalcedon Teacher Training Institute. Today, I have a returning guest from just about a year ago, Valerie Hill, the executive director of Real Options Obra Medical Clinics with five Bay Area locations in Northern California. Real Options serves women and families in a variety of ways, helping women with unplanned pregnancies by providing spiritual, medical, and physical support is what they are most known for. They also have retreats for those affected by abortion or miscarriage and regularly speak to schools and communities about the need for responsibility when it comes to matters of sexuality. There are a host of other resources that can be accessed at realoptions.net. The reason I've asked Valerie to join us again has to do with a noteworthy experience her medical clinics have had to deal with over the past number of months from California state government officials that seems to demonstrate the biblical truth that all that hate God love death. Thanks, Valerie, for joining us. You're welcome. It's an honor to be with you today. All right. So I think our audience is going to need a little bit of a context to understand your current legal struggles. So acquaint them with that, if you will. Sure. Well, in September, Attorney General Rob Bonta held a press conference and he announced his lawsuit against Real Options and Heartbeat International. Now, Heartbeat International is one of our national affiliations, um, and they affiliate with at least 800 or more pregnancy centers or medical clinics like Real Options across the country. And they also run the Abortion Pill Rescue Network Hotline. And they have a network of physicians and providers, including nurse practitioners like we have at Real Options, who provide abortion pill reversal treatment to women when they change their mind after taking the first medication in a chemical abortion protocol, known as RU486 or Mifepristone. Real Options has been providing abortion pill reversal treatment since 2016. The drug used to reverse the medication of the first uh, abortion pill regimen is progesterone, which is a very safe treatment, a very safe drug that has been used since the 40s and 50s for repeated miscarriage. So it's something that is very good and healthy for women. There's no side effects that would interfere with a pregnancy because it's meant to maintain pregnancy. It replaces the progesterone that's been taken from a woman's body when she takes mifepristone or mifeprostol drug, which is the first medication in an abortion pill regimen. Okay, so let me stop you and ask you a question here. You said there's no harm that will come to the woman for using this. And since an abortion procedure has already been started, it's not like they can say you're also harming the unborn child. There are usually no guarantees that this will work, but it's, it's never forced on someone. Someone has to come to you and say, 
Yes. I've changed my mind. Exactly. And so that's, I was kind of giving the background on abortion pill reversal and how it works. But yes, these women will call the hotline that is being advertised online for women that might change their mind between the first dose of misoprostol and the second pill to be taken up to 72 hours later that will evacuate the uterus. And so the, the first one kills the child and then the second yeah. one is yeah. the evacuation medication? Yes. it's The second one is the same medication used to induce labor when women are full term in the hospital and they're having trouble delivering. So it will put them into, into labor. And the, the problem, the biggest problem of, of safety measure for women right now is the FDA removed the standard, which used to say up to 10 weeks. And, and originally, I believe it was up to eight weeks to take this abortion medication, RU486. And you had to have an ultrasound and see a provider in order to determine viability, to determine dating of pregnancy. And now they've taken that away in California, especially, I don't know, I think they've, they've taken it away across the board. But in California, as of the 1st of 2023, January, Governor Newsom's legislation to have and provide RU486 on all California state university campuses and college campuses, they, they realized that they could not continue with the, they couldn't have an ultrasound in every nurse's office on campus. And so they just did away with, with the need, which is, there's no safeguard there. Now women could be 14 weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks pregnant and taking this medication, which is very, could be very dangerous, especially when there could be more of the fetus left behind causing serious infection for women. So that, those are the dangers of, of the abortion pill protocol itself in my layman's terms, because I'm not a medical practitioner. Right. No, I get that. But here's the question. Abortion is a lucrative industry. Yes. Why would the abortion industry give up the actual have someone come in and have an abortion how did the RU486 become something that became preferable? Yes, it's preferable to them because it's still quite expensive. At average three cost is $300. And there's no physician involved. They can they get this through the mail. They can stop in at the Planned Parenthood. They're usually, if they do stop into a Planned Parenthood or another abortion facility or physician who provides abortion, which hospitals, Kaiser, they all do, then they are, they usually are handed the first medication to take in front of whoever hands them that medicine. And then they are sent home with the second dose, the second medication to take. 72 hours later. And if they change their mind between doses is when they search, how do I reverse? How do I change my, what if I change my mind? They Google all kinds of phrases. Sure. And they'll find the rescue network hotline that Heartbeat International has out because Real Options does not advertise this service online at all. We have it on our website as a service that we provide 
but our patients that that are looking for abortion pill reversal generally come through the rescue network hotline and they get to our nurse manager our director of nursing and there's a nurse in every one of real options five medical clinic locations that are trained to provide the progesterone and the ultrasound to to even see if they still have a viable pregnancy to okay. preserve so so the progesterone is is not harmful to mothers or babies somebody decided that what you were doing was terrible oh right you you were basically taking someone who made a choice to take dose number one now regrets having taken dose number one. It's not that these people then show up and say, I want my money back. They just want to reverse the process. So how does it qualify something to be sued on by the state of California? They're claiming false advertising and, and most of that goes against heartbeat international but they don't like the wording on our website either which says it may not be too late please call us and we'll see if we can help you you know and this is in response to women looking for help they're asking for intervention to try to save their pregnancy because they've changed their mind so what this lawsuit is doing is saying that women shouldn't have access to this information. We shouldn't be, quote, advertising, even though abortion pill reversal is a free treatment that's being offered across the board. We do not charge for it. And I don't believe any provider under the network does, unless a woman has to pick her progesterone up over the weekend at a pharmacy. And in real options case, if they have to pick up a prescription that they have to pay for and there's any hardship or they don't have coverage for their prescription insurance coverage, then we reimburse them on their first appointment on Monday morning uh, when they come in. But we want them to get started on that medication right away if they really want to try to reverse that abortion medication. And there is no guarantee. Right. Um, there's there's uh, statistics and studies that say anywhere from 60 to 80, 83, 85%. We see that the sooner they take the progesterone after changing their mind, the more successful, as long as they stick with the protocol of the progesterone through the end of the first trimester. You know, we've got to take our medicines correctly and we have to follow protocols, especially when we're trying to intervene, reversing the effects of abortion medication. Okay, so we're used to hearing stories of women who get pregnant or girls who get pregnant and those who have impregnated them bring them to abortion clinics and sometimes they might even have abortions against their will. Has Real Options or Heartbeat International had any complaints from women who successfully arrested the process and now are suing you because they have or have complaints against you? Because they have a live child? No, no, we have not had that happen. To my knowledge, Heartbeat International hasn't had that happen. I I can't speak for them. I don't have all of their records. Right. Um, But in in the work I've been doing with them since September, being enjoined in this lawsuit with the same legal counsel, to my knowledge, no. I know Real Options has never had 
I mean, women are women are so grateful. They're so thankful when they do. And and of our two first two abortion pill reversal testimonies that we have, both were one was a single mom who already had a child, and the other was a married mom who had three healthy children at home, but she had suffered a stillbirth in a previous pregnancy and been on birth control out of fear of any more stillbirths. And she got pregnant. She was bleeding. And again, out of fear, she ran to Planned Parenthood thinking she would have an abortion. And they found out she had Kaiser insurance. They sent her to Kaiser who sold her the abortion pill very happily. They didn't address, well, let's do an ultrasound and see if your pregnancy is still viable. Let's give you some counseling for all of that trauma that you experienced through the stillbirth. Nope, straight to the abortion pill. It's it's like a pure profit for all of them that are doing this. That's when you asked, why are they not doing the surgical abortions? Well, because for the first trimester abortion, this is pure profit and they're not there's no care for women involved here there's no support there's no care and uh when they panic and they're they think they're hemorrhaging or whatever it's so much worse than what they're told it's going to be like there's a lot of intervention of first responders having to deal with women who are think they're bleeding out in their bathroom in their dorm room in their bedroom alone so back to our first patients who had successful pregnancies, both of them were able to reverse those and both had beautiful, healthy babies who are now several years old because the first one was in 2016. And the second one I'm referring to was in 2018, not that we didn't have others in the middle there. Right. Um, We've had over 30 babies born healthy without any complication or any defect after giving them the progesterone to rescue their pregnancies. All right. So I know because I'm familiar and have been familiar with Real Options for a long time, Real Options operates with the donations of people who respect your mission, want to contribute to your mission, etc. Yes. So it's a little hard pressed to say how the state of California can sue both you and Heartbeat International for doing harm. It looks like the harm that you do is against the profit that comes to those who provide this treatment. How do they phrase it in the lawsuit that makes it so that you're the bad guy? They're they're using statutes that have to do with, again, false advertising, claims that progesterone is not safe. They're claiming it's not safe. They're citing studies that were done. And in one of the studies, the placebo that was used instead of the progesterone, one of the people or two of the people, I think one, hemorrhaged. Well, she hemorrhaged because she wasn't given the progesterone and the abortion medication caused her to hemorrhage. So it's just unbelievable the way that it's really a bully. They're trying to bully pregnancy centers, medical clinics, like real options. And, you know, it's frightening, of course, all the licensed medical clinics in California that are life affirming that are doing this work. Many of them have stopped 
providing abortion pill reversal, watching and waiting to see what happens with our lawsuit. And I have been encouraging them not to do that because they're reacting and responding in fear to the bully in Southern California, our Department of Justice, our Attorney General. And they they've wanted to fine us. They want us to accept penalties and a, and an unknown judgment against us. That's how they want to settle the case ahead of time. And of course, we're not going to do that because we're not taking undefined judgments. A, we're not going to pay penalties that are undefined. B, and we're we're not going to admit to to some guilt of something that we're not we're not doing wrong. We would be willing to change some of the verbiage on our website. We would be willing to say, okay, there are some side effects to progesterone, such as you can feel dizzy or you can feel nauseated, or there you know there are some mild side effects to every pharmaceutical if you pull out the pamphlet. Right, um, right. But right. you know what's funny, Valerie? One of the ways a woman who is pregnant and wants to remain pregnant and is looking forward to a child, the nausea and the queasiness that you experience right. in that first trimester, as unpleasant as it can be, is like the baby's taking hold. This yes. is actually a good sign. So calling the nausea and, yes. and is ridiculous because that would mean that you could hold people responsible for getting someone pregnant because she might be nauseous. I know. <laughs> I know. So the way that I look at this whole lawsuit is they're trying to take choice away from women. These people, these legislators who have bowed down at the God of choice, if you will, across our country in regards to abortion for all these decades now they don't like choice because they don't want women to have the choice to change their mind. They want them locked into death, as you said. That's their proponents of death. They don't want this baby's life to be saved. They don't want this mother's life, in essence, to be saved, healed through maintaining her pregnancy and being able to hold and nurture and raise her child. They are only interested in death and they're only interested in wiping this choice out. And even, even though they still have their, they still have their profit of $300, they still sold the pill. She's not going to get her money back. She just wants to save her pregnancy. She's changed her mind and she, women have the right to change their mind and they should have the full information. So my hope in the end, in this lawsuit, is that the state of California will have to provide a statute that says women should have full disclosure when they're prescribed the abortion pill. If they go to get the abortion pill, they there should be something in writing that says that if you change your mind after the first dose up to 72 hours, you can try to reverse your abortion and there is a medication protocol to do that there you know there's a safe protocol to do that that's the disclosure that women should have but they're not they don't want us to do that they don't like us doing it 
Right. And, you know, and, this reminds me of Valerie. Wasn't it years ago they had some sort of law that said you had to post in your yeah. clinics where somebody could go to get an abortion? Otherwise, yeah. there was not full disclosure. Yeah, that was uh, AB 775. That was their assembly bill 775 that we were being forced, forced speech on us to tell women where they could get an abortion. And it didn't pertain to real options in the same way because we are licensed medical clinics. So the pregnancy centers had to have this printed literally on the lobby of their wall in a certain font and on their website in a certain font. Now we, because we're licensed, didn't have to do that, but it had to be in our patient paperwork. And so we put it on our HIPAA disclosure as part of the HIPAA disclosure that all patients sign. And we knew women don't really read. I don't read the HIPAA disclosure when I go to the doctor. So mm-hmm. that was that was the only way we could comply until it went all the way to the Supreme Court and AB 775 was struck down by the Supreme Court. But it took quite a lot, quite a battle to strike down. And that was against our religious speech and our free speech to force us as life-affirming organizations to have to tell women where to go to get an abortion. Right. Right. Makes me think that they would not be interested in having such a disclosure at Planned Parenthood's and probably, I mean, maybe, you know, they say when hell freezes over, well, maybe when hell freezes over, we will have such disclosures at Planned Parenthood. But quite frankly, as soon as you say your pregnancy is viable, you're sort of saying that that's really a person in there. And um, I think they would close down before they would admit that what they're doing is killing. Probably so, Andrea. I always like to try to look at the positive that can come out of something like this. It's just really, it's a Marxist draconian approach to take choice away from women when they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to do the right thing for their child. Right. It's very sad and it doesn't bode well for those legislators in our government. Oh, no, they will have an accounting if it's not by the people of the state of California, certainly will be God Almighty. But let me bring something up that some people might say, and I'd like to hear your answer. I think I know what your answer would be for someone to say, well, look, this person already went and had an abortion and nobody today in 2024 can even remotely think that you're not actually ending a life. Otherwise, if it's not alive why would you have to end it? So right. isn't this just the just desserts that women get for having made a wrong choice? Why would you help someone who started off with murder in her heart? Why would we help her? Yep. That's the question that many would ask. Why? Well, we certainly want to help everyone who has any, you know, because she has a conscience because she is is asking for mercy. She's asking for help. Uh, she's asking for the intervention to save the life of her child. God would want us to help her. He would want us to love her despite her choice to end the life of her child. He loves her despite her choice to end the life of her child. 
And all she has to do is call on him. And he wants to intervene for her. He already intervened for her by Jesus coming and dying on the cross for her sin and all of our sins. So as a Christian and as a Christian organization, we believe it is our duty to serve the Lord by showing mercy and kindness to every person that walks in our doors despite their choices, because, you know, we suffer from our own sins. We suffer our own consequences. And these mothers that have started an abortion protocol and want to change their mind, they're desperate. They're desperate. They're usually, they usually have spent the night crying. And these are the stories that they tell us. And and they wait, you know, for first light of the morning to be able to call or they call during the night. And because we do have Heartbeat International does have a 24-hour hotline that is manned by registered nurses and nurse practitioners and providers. So they're, they're asking for help and they're asking for mercy. And of course, we are here with open arms to offer them the help that we can and, and the support that we can, the prayer that we can, everything that we can give that mother in need to not only save her pregnancy, but to give her prenatal care, to walk through her pregnancy with her and to provide everything we can practically for her, spiritually, practically, emotionally for her. And I imagine that there are a a fair number who then ask the question, why are you helping me? Like, why would you do this? Why aren't you charging me? The other folks charge me. How come you're not? And it's a way in which to let your light shine before them so that they may see your good works, which they view as good works, and that you then point to your Father in heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, they know when they spend any amount of time with us that it's God that brought them, that we are dependent on him for his provision, that Jesus loves them. And we usually ask them if we can pray with them, which most patients love, and share some of the word with them. Depending on how many visits we have, we can go, we get to go deeper with them in their walk with God. And many people, many of them are Christians who may have walked away or may have, you know, gotten pregnant and now they're ashamed and they're fearful and they're not going to their church asking for help. But many of them, not all, a good number, high percentage, have some relationship with the Lord. And when they meet us and get to know us, they sense, and of course, we're revealing the spirit of God right away, shining the light, as you said, and offering the cup of cold water, the kindness of the Lord to them for their needs. And and we always tell them, you know, since this service is free, it was provided for by the people that support Real Options, God's people that give to this ministry, give to this organization so that we can do this work. So yes, it's the Lord, but he uses his people to provide. And we have wonderful donors, wonderful, generous donors. Right. So just to give people a sense Because this is, you know, the whole chemical abortion thing. Most people don't know anything about it. 
right? They don't know it exists. If uh, it's not something that it's crossed their path, you've just described what it's like for a woman who changes her mind in this. Can you describe what most women go through when they have that second pill administered, self-administered? What what do they go through? What's it like for them? And how involved are the practitioners who have supplied them with the medication? Well, the the only thing I can tell you about it are the stories that we hear from patients who have gone through with these abortions at home or in their dorm room or wherever they are on their own. And the stories are horrific. Usually they're coming to us now in a, in a, in a secondary pregnancy, another six months and a year later pregnant again, and they don't want to go through that horror again. And we have a video on our YouTube channel, Real Options 3, Bria's story that actually shares what she went through. But they're told that it's going to be some cramping, like a normal period, bleeding, cramping, and whatever comes out, you know, you just want to flush it down the toilet. I mean, that's the the horrible, simple truth of what they say. The, the women who've experienced it that I've heard from have said it was horrible. I passed out. I was in so much pain. I was bleeding. I thought I needed to go to the emergency room. And then I got in the shower because it was so bad. I was crying. I was still hemorrhaging. And they, they talk to, they talk about the horrible, gory details that are going to imprint on their minds forever of what came out, pieces of their child. And in the toilet, as Abby Johnson put it at our recent event, they're just told to flush, don't look, and just flush the toilet. I have heard that there are first responders with post-traumatic stress syndrome today because they were never trained to deal with the remains of these little babies. And when they are called because women are scared that they're hemorrhaging or bleeding out or might need to go to the emergency room and they're not over a toilet, then these responders, they're required to take those remains. They're required to, to scoop that up and carry that along. And it's, it's, they're seeing, they're seeing something that's very traumatic and it's very hard for them to ever forget. I can imagine. I can imagine. But yeah. you know, on a more pragmatic sense, how many people know that human remains are being flushed down the toilet that are now in our groundwater that, you know, yeah. it's like the curse on a nation, even if you did not have an abortion yourself or ever fostered one. Right. This remedy in quotes is basically something that is God's judgment. So if we're not supposed to come in contact with people who might or may not have had COVID or whatever, all these precautions, yet we're flushing human remains down the toilet and it's going into our sewer system, our yes. groundwater. It's really quite frightening. I believe it is very frightening. It's It's frightening and grotesque to even think about it. I'm sure there there is judgment of, of the innocent blood mm -hmm. upon us. Yes, Absolutely. 
the Bible says that Abel's blood cried out from the ground. Yes. We've got thousands, ten thousands, hundreds of thousands. Um, yes. The interesting part is you are being reproved by our status government for trying to help. There's nothing malicious about what you're doing, but it makes you think that the pro-death lobby is so strong that yes. they can get their legislators, their representatives to say, no, no, under no circumstances can life be saved. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what they're doing. And it started when Kamala Harris was our attorney general. And as vice president, she has written letters and incited attorneys general across the country to come against pregnancy centers and medical clinics like real options. So their agenda, this is their pro-death agenda. And they believe that they're above the law. They believe that they're above God's law, obviously. They have no fear of God. And it's very, very sad for them. I mean, they they really need our prayers because the judgment they will face will be everlasting if they don't repent. Right. And the opportunities, should they repent, are of the magnitude of people like Saul the Pharisee um, being transformed, reborn into Paul the Apostle, and the yes. amount of good that can be done. So even those folks, it'd be so nice for us to just say, they're going to hell that's you know where they go and good riddance with them but we still have the responsibility to speak to truth speak to truth to people in the situation of women who change their mind but also to speak truth to power and to say your hands are bloodied there's judgment coming and you can't say you weren't warned correct absolutely how would people support this effort. Uh, I imagine legal bills are not inexpensive. How, how would they support this effort to reverse what the state of California, and you know, we all know that as California goes, the rest of the nation can go. How can they help? Well, there's two ways that they can help. They can support Real Options directly by going to friendsofrealoptions.net, and they can donate to us. And if they want to um, specify for legal support, either way, any type of support we're going to appreciate. Right now, we are being represented by the Thomas More Society, and that's more with one O. The Thomas More Society has an office in Southern California. Paul Jonah is our attorney, and Thomas More is in Chicago. And there are wonderful attorneys who are very, very much on the side of life and have fought many, many battles for life across our nation. And they are representing us pro bono. So our costs will not begin until we deal with a court trial, which means we will have to start with depositions and paying for expert witness. And I understand the expert witness is where things can get very expensive. In my tenure in this position for the last or 16 and a half years, I haven't been through a lawsuit. I've been through investigative subpoenas and evil legislation like AB 775 
And I've seen it resolved again through the courts and with pro bono representation. But this, this is not going in that direction right now. So we would love for people to support Thomas More Society so that they can continue to do this pro bono work or support real options so that we have a bit of a war chest when we have to get to that court. And they're not, they said we won't be in court probably this year. So even though they're, they're saying that we're doing such horrible things as offering women choice and free treatment that they've asked for, it's not so horrible that they can get us any kind of a speedy trial. Right. Because their their motives are showing. And uh, I can't imagine this would be good press. So the best way to hide it is to have not much press on it. You told me that you even found out you were being sued by the state of California because a reporter called you. Yes, I had, I had been in, uh, in the East Bay for another meeting and I came back to my office to a full email box full of requests from media and a voicemail packed full of requests from media for interviews. And that's how we found out that a lawsuit had been filed we didn't receive the paperwork in our office, in our hand. We were not served for 10 days until 10 days after. Wow. So he started this entire lawsuit in a press conference, which to me right away read political stunt, political move on his part. And I still see it that way because uh, 2024 being an election year, he just wants it to hang out there and talk about the horror of the pregnancy centers and these the evil of abortion pill reversal. But there's no true facts or judgment being presented until we go to court. Yeah. So I'm going to encourage those who are listening to make use of the resources in terms of financial help. But I'm also going to challenge people, share this with other people, even people who you know are pro-life. You might even do it for people who, you know, think a woman has a right to choose. Well, this message is apparently not. Apparently, unless it's the acceptable choice, they don't have to do it. When you have information, especially in an election year, it will cause people to think it really does matter who I vote for. It does matter who we elect. And instead of just saying, well, there are no good candidates, there are plenty of people who could be those good candidates. And if nothing else, it's not for their own political advancement or that now everybody will love them. They're doing a life-saving work where people are being persecuted for wanting to value and maintain life. That's right. So, Valerie, thanks, listeners. This is an important issue because I think they've overstepped their bounds. They've played their hand it's very hard to defend this, and I think we should make use of all opportunities God gives us, even if they come unexpectedly. In closing, Valerie, what is it like to be a, the person who's the visible head of an organization, knowing that you always have to be looking over your shoulders in terms of what's coming next? Uh, well, it keeps me on my knees. It, it really does. And, and that's a privilege. It is a privilege. I wouldn't dare to 
try any day of the week to lead this organization without spending time in God's word, without spending time with him in prayer, and without the power of the Holy Spirit to help me, to teach me, and to guide me so that I can make wise decisions, so that I can see things clearly with his discernment and really see. So I see this as, I see them as bullies. I see them as evil agenda bullies. And I know that Jesus already won the victory. And I am not a fear-driven person. I am confident that that the Lord has gone before us and he will resolve this matter. And, and we will have true justice through his grace. So that's where I stand. That's how I get through it. And that's how I have joy. Right. I might add that you have a very supportive husband, your staff and the volunteers and the paid staff at Real Options are of similar mindset in this. And so you're not doing it as a Lone Ranger. Oh, no, absolutely not. Wonderful, wonderful team, board members, our medical director, our nurses, and we're fully staffed with nurses right now, which we're very excited about. We have an amazing team of nurses and patient services team in every medical clinic, in every location. Our education team, they're in schools. Oh my goodness, they're providing prevention, education to more and more students, more and more schools this year. It's very exciting to hear about. And the Rachel's Vineyard Retreats and Hope Program support groups online that we have every Thursday to meet the needs of those that have suffered reproductive loss. So the ministry of Real Options is really deep and wide, and there are many, many hands of precious God's precious people that are dedicated and passionate in doing this work. I just get the privilege of being the leader. And so that's why I'm saying without God's help, I wouldn't be even equipped to lead these great people. They're great people, but they're ordinary people. I don't think you would look at them and say, oh, wow, look at that person. It's somebody who hears a call and answers that call. And that's yes. what makes us great. obedient to the yeah. Lord. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us. Out of the question podcast at gmail.com is how you reach us. Feel free to give comments, ask questions, or even suggestions for future podcasts. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Out of the Question. For more information on this and other topics, please visit calcedon.edu.